All right, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Monday, September 27th edition of the MMA OB Daily Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Adam Martin. I'm joined by my co-host on Monday and Tuesdays here at MMAOddsBaker.com. It's Mr. Big Marcel. What's going on, man? I know. What's up? How are you doing? Um, yeah, we're a uh, new week, new fights. Yeah, yeah. Old fights recap, so uh, yeah, all good. Yeah, before we move on to... Um, Next or this Saturday's UFC fight night card. We got to talk about 266 because it just took place obviously on Saturday. Good card, mm-hmm. really good card. Lots of stuff to talk about. But yeah, like I said, tomorrow, uh, 4 p.m. Eastern, Marcel will be back with me and we'll break down this weekend's card. It is UFC Vegas 38. We'll break it down tomorrow, 4 p.m. Eastern. There's also a contender series we'll talk a little bit about tomorrow as well. Um, and there's a Bellator card this week. We'll, we'll try to touch on that a little bit, but there's a lot to talk about this week. Um, but for this for this uh, show, we'll, we'll focus on UFC 266, recap it. Let's just start with the main event, work our way down, Marcel, okay? So mm-hmm. main event of the evening, it was fight of the night. Alexander Volkanovsky defeats Brian Ortega, unanimous decision. It was a f- phenomenal fight, back-and-forth fight, but Volkanovsky just a little bit sharper, especially with the striking, and he had the submission defense to thwart up those super tight guillotine, uh, triangle choke, and other submission attempts by Ortega. I think a lot of fighters would have tapped out to those submissions, but Volkanovski toughed it out and made it the distance and, and won the fight pretty convincingly, too. I thought he looked amazing. I mean, I know Marcel, we, we both picked Ortega in this fight. It's not that we didn't think Volkanovski would win. We both knew he could win. It's just that we had to make a pick. I, I knew that Volkanovski didn't have any holes in this game, and this really just confirmed that to me. This was an amazing. This was like Volkanovski 2.0. Like this was even better than the version that we saw against Holloway, even the first time. I think this was like the best version, maybe, of Volkanovski we've seen. I thought he looked amazing, Marcel. It was a great fight. Give me your thoughts on it. I gotta say, man, I don't really understand the fuss about this fight. I don't think it was that a great fight, man. To be honest, just kidding, man. <laughs> it was an amazing fight. It was man. a great it fight. A really, <laughs> yeah, it was a really good fight. Um, yeah, man, Volkanovski. Really complete fighter, man. We pretty much said that both. But uh, I was like, Ortega's a specialist, you know, on the ground. I was like, if it hits the ground, Ortega might be able to to submit him. And he was close. You know, he was really close. Even Volk said he was close. So, uh, but overall, Volkanovski, the better fighter, man. Um, Deserved victory. And, um, man, he looks so good again, you know. And the people who were complaining about the second Holloway fight, I mean... Those people, I understand you You guys are Holloway fans, but you got to give credit to Volkanovski, man. I mean, this was an amazing performance. And um, also, I mean, he, he has he has done so great in the UFC so far, man. He, 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 won, against, he won against Aldo. He won against twice against Max. Uh, in my opinion, won, but we got to give him officially twice. He won against Ortega. He won against Chad Mendes uh, when everybody was still on the fence with Volkanovski, you know. And... Uh, he is just try. He's just building, you know, and he's building a legacy at featherweight right now, in my opinion. And if he keeps this going, man, he listen, man, two or three more title defenses at featherweight, and he already surpasses Max Holloway or something, or maybe two. I don't know how much how much it is. So he's doing very well. Yeah, he's got two right now, and Max yeah. had one, two. He had three, so yeah. he's only one behind Max. That's really surprising, actually. I thought Max had more. Defenses mm-hmm. in that, but he did move up to lightweight at one point. Yeah, I think Volkanovski right now is incredible. I mean, you talk about the pound for pound best fighters in the world. Like, 
how do you not put this guy up there? Like he's got to be at least top five, if not higher at this point, right? 20 straight wins, Marcel. What? I got mad on Saturday, but I didn't tweet about it because I don't want to do get into discussions. When they uh, made a promo, there were like, uh, Alexander Volkanovsky beat, twi- beat the featherweight greatest of all time twice. I was like the disrespect to Aldo, man. Come on. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I remember even when, when Max beat, when he beat Ortega in Toronto, I remember asking Max that question. I was there, and I asked Max, I'm like, do you think you've surpassed yeah. Aldo? And he was like, no, I don't I don't think so. And then I did, think, yeah, I yeah, respect I, that. And that was his last, I think, title defense. Um, let me double check. Yeah, it was. And then he he, he went up. No, actually, sorry. He, he beat Edgar after that, but still. Okay. Um, I don't know if that would make him go. It's not, it's it's one anyone beat. Let me go some questions, guys. I'm going to get some. Rex Lee, what's going on, man? He says, what's up, Marcel Adam? Love the content. Hey, appreciate it, man. Tristan, what's up, man? He says, do you all see Eugene Barron's comments about how Nick Diaz should have been there? I didn't see that comment, but I saw what he said about uh, moving their camp to the States. It sure seems like that camp, city kickboxing, is going to go to the United States very soon. So um, they're, they were talking about Florida, Texas, California, Vegas. They're going to go to the States because they can't train in in, in uh, New Zealand now and get back to uh, – to the United States safely. You know what I mean, Marcel? Like, it's yeah. – these guys can't be risking, like, months, potentially months on end of not seeing their families. It's not fair, you know? So they have to make a I choice. Mean, he also said, I think, that Brunson deserves the title shot over Robert I, Whitaker. I, I didn't hear that, but I think he was – I think he was joking. I'm pretty sure he was I, I hope. I hope so. I don't know. I think I he was messing with Rob, but he did say that he thinks that Brunson is a little bit more deserving because he's got five wins compared to three. Even though two of those wins were like Theodoro and Heinish, who are ranked. Volkanovski's got some crazy cardio. Sure does, man. He's he's also fit every single fight. I never seen him in bad shape for a fight. Ground pound is double. Well, so did Marab. We'll talk about Marab too. We'll talk about ground and pound. Do you do Volk versus uh, Holloway three? Yeah, hundred percent. Right, Marcel. Like that's the fight to make, right? Yeah, the for winner, sure. Winner yeah, that fight. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Don't, the only other thing is Zabit is apparently coming back. We gotta talk about that quickly. I'm sure you saw this. Zabit's coach, Mark Henry, says he's coming back. Zabit's yeah. an amazing fighter. I think Zabit gets one win, he gets a title shot too. So, you know, I don't know who they're going to put him in there with. Zabit, Marcel? Um, Korean I mean, Zombie, I guess? That would that be the guy? Maybe. Listen, man, people are going to cry for us. They want to see him for five rounds, right? So he, got, he, he needs to be in a five-round fight. Like he, he can't give a title shot without giving him a five-rounder, right? Like, he's got to take at least did, one five-rounder. Did it, did it with Volk, dude. That's true. That's, that's true. I was at the Aldo fight. It was three rounds. You're right. They, maybe they won't, but I think it, I think the difference is at least we knew Volk had you know somewhat good conditioning. We'll t- I'll say Zabit is a little bit questionable. He sure got tired I mean, in that third round of that fight with Cater. I don't mind. I, I mean, I want to see him in a five rounder. Well. I'd, I'd like to see him in a five round. Zabit he will accept probably. So the point is, like, there are there's still fresh contenders for Volk. Like he's still got other guys. So yeah. he's saying now. Oh, maybe I'll go to, to lightweight and fight there. I'd rather see him stay at featherweight. There's lots of fighters for him to fight. You know, challenges. I understand from his point of view, you know, but on the other side, I don't like it because he goes to lightweight, you know. Imagine he goes to lightweight and you beat Charles Oliveira. Imagine, you know. He could, and he could. And he's, a double, he could. Yeah, and he's a double champion then, and he gets injured. Then we have two weight classes again on hold. So that's not an option in my opinion, man. That's true. Um, I'm just looking at the rankings right now. So he's beat Volkanovski. He's beat number one, number two, uh, number three. He hasn't beaten. That's right here. So he hasn't beat number three. Number four is Chan Sung Jung. He has. I don't think he's beaten him. Right. So no. number five, Calvin Cater. Calvin's not getting a title shot, but I, did Volk fight him? I don't think so. Arnold Allen's right there. Josh Emmett, Jiga Chikati, Dan Egan. He's only fought three guys in the top ten. Um, yeah. 
and this is not trying to take anything away from Volkanovski, but he's fought number one twice and number two. But there's like seven guys in the top ten he hasn't fought, so he's lots of challenges. Mm-hmm. Glenn was really impressed with the heart to get all the submissions. I can't believe he got out of it, especially the guillotine, the mounted guillotine choke. It's insane. That was insane. His head was purple, and he still got out of it. Cole Shelton, the disrespect to Connor, not saying he's the featherweight goat. He was Connor was apparently pissed. That's when he started uh, tweeting. And I don't know if you heard what Volkanovski said. He's like, oh, I think he's on the piss. He's all drunk. He's tweeting about some some. He's always like, I, I would tweet some weird fucking things too if I was on the piss. That's what he said. I thought that was hilarious. I like Volkanovski. He's good. Um, anything else on this fight you want to talk about? Taking quickly. I mean, it was not a great performance by him outside the submission attempts. I, I, I was expecting more. I got to be honest with you, Marcel. Like his striking, just it wasn't as good as it was in the in the zombie fight. No. I just don't understand. That fight is so weird, man. Why did he have to look so good in that fight? If he didn't look that good, I would have never picked him in this fight. But it's like, Same. that guy looked amazing. That was like the best version of him he's ever seen. And, but you know what? Uh, and my boy Duke made some good points. Like, Zombie stands in front of you, and Volkanovski does it. He moves side to side the whole time. Hard to hit. You saw that. I think Ortega, you know, he's still a good fighter. But at this point, Marshall lost to number one and two. I hate to say it. But it's like he's kind of a gatekeeper now because he's not going to get a title shot anytime soon against Holloway mm-hmm. or, or Volkanovski. He's obviously a contender, but right now he's like the gatekeeper to get to the title. Maybe they do Ortega and like he's a beat or something. I don't know. Any of those fights make sense, though. Um, got these comments. says I stole my host and put money on Robbie to TKO Nick at plus 240. I, I, I really hope that's true, Kinshira, and I hope you're doing well, man. I haven't seen the chat in a while. John, what's up, man? He says, featherweight's been held up this year with Cater's layoff. Emmett Mitchell's recovery from injury. I'd like to see Volk active, uh, but a featherweight makes more sense. I agree with you, John. I'd like to see him stay at featherweight, too. Um, there's lots of contenders for him. You know, if he doesn't, like, I understand he wants to wait for, for Max and Zabit, or he doesn't really necessarily want to wait for them, but that's what he's going to have to do. Uh, sorry, Max is out here. But, I mean, hey, Zabit's out there now. There's other guys out there. I think you should stay at this division and keep fighting because, to me, there's a lot of contenders. All right, uh, let's go talk about the co-main event, Marcel. Valentina and Lauren Murphy. I mean, there's not much to say about this fight like we talked about last week. Like, it was pretty much exactly what I expected. I got to be honest. If anything, Murphy did even worse than I thought. Like, she didn't do anything in this fight. She looked completely, like, she just wasn't, she wasn't ready for the moment. It was, like, too much of a moment for her. Right, Marcel? Like, she fought so hard to get those wins, to argue for a title shot, gets the biggest fight of her life, and pretty much... Shit the bed. I hate to say it, but Murphy looked like a deer in the headlights in this fight, and I can't blame her. I mean, Valentina is a scary, scary woman, and, I mean, she would beat me up too, so I can't really blame her too much. But, Marcel, honestly, like, this was even more lopsided than I think someone was thought it might be. Yeah, Marcel, I agree. Yeah, right? yeah I'm there. <laughs> um, yeah, like we said, man, it's not no disrespect to Murphy, but the thing is, yeah, you, you can see exactly what's up, man. You know, at the first fight of the pay-per-view card, uh, Jessica Andrade defeats Calvillo pretty much a uh, very, do- I thought it was very dominant in the striking. We'll talk you know? about her in a second, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but but I just wanted to see to show you with um, Andra- Andrade lost to Shashenko, very decisive in, his, in our last fight, you know? Yeah. And she's clear clear number one contender in a division. She showed it again. You know, but she's not going to win against Valentina Shashenko. Shashenko is so far ahead above every other woman in the division. So for Murphy to lose to her, yeah, I mean, I think 
no disrespect against Laura Murphy. I think she's amazing. She she's done so well, you know. But everybody except Laura Murphy's family and her teammates thought Laura Murphy wasn't going to win that fight. Everybody thought Valentina was going to win that fight, and it's for a reason, man. It's not because these other girls are bad or anything, but Valentina is that good. She's that great in what she does. She's just one of a kind, one of a kind fighter in my opinion, you know. And the only fight that makes sense to me is a third fight with Amanda Nunes at this moment. My opinion is 1-1. Officially, it's over 2-0 for Nunes, you know, but that's the only fight that makes sense to me at this moment. Yeah, I'm looking at the, again, for her division. I mean, she's yeah. she's pretty much cleaned it out. Like, you compare mm -hmm. to Volkanovski, he's only fought, like, three of the top ten. Valentin's beat number one, number two, number three, number four, um, and number eight. Oh, so she's beaten only five. Calderwood, not, I think. Yeah, and Calderwood, Calvillo, who's not getting a title shot, our Ujo. Roxanne, who's going to be out of the top 10. So Santos will be in the top 10, then Grasso. Mm -hmm. And she beats all of them, you know? I, I, the only way she she is competitive is she moves up to 135 and fights Amanda again. That'd be she, the only fight. So. She isn't that, that crazy, man, that she beats the girls and what uh, people think are the chance for the girls to beat her. You know, everybody was like, Andrade might have a chance on the ground. She beats her on the ground, you know. Um, and, and back in the day, Juliana Pena, she's amazing with submission. She might beat her with a submission. She beats Juliana Pena with a submission. You mean, know what I mean? She just does. Every time somebody yeah. says, like, she might lose in that way, she beats the girl that way. <laughs> yeah, she's Great. she's pretty amazing, man. I mean, right, like, yeah. talking about pound for pound, I mean, she's right there, like, yeah. in, the, in the whole sport. She's pretty amazing. Let me get these comments. Um, Kristen says at one uh, at this point, I'd prefer to see Shevchenko do his three uh, than another fly with tail defense. I think Marcel's the same way. Now Cole doesn't agree. He says, I don't know why. I don't know if majority of people calling for New Year's Shevchenko three realize how boring the first two fights were. You're right, Cole. Now I, I don't think he's wrong necessarily that they were like the greatest fight. I don't think they were the second one was super boring. The first one was like that was on the Conor McGregor card in Diaz. The first one. And if I'm not mistaken, mm -hmm. it was Amanda dominating the first two rounds, like completely gassed out, right, in the third round. And Valentina won the third round, but it was yeah. a three-round fight. The second fight was kind of like more of like a technical chess match that went five rounds and was a split decision. I, I'm not going to say they're most exciting fights, Cole. I agree with you. But to be honest with you, I mean, is are Valentina's fights at 125 that much more exciting? Not really. You know what I mean? Like, even if it's not going to be the most exciting fight, at least it's competitive. You know what I mean, Marcel? Like, these fights aren't competitive anymore at 125. Cool. She's just so much cool. better than everyone else. She's lacked the competition at this point. What? Cool, bro. You know, I love you, but those bad takes sometimes, man. I mean, <laughs> bro, come on, man. If you are pumped for Jake Paul against Tyrone Woodley uh, and, and Tito Ortiz against Anderson Silva and Vitor Belford against Evander Holyfield, how the hell can you not be pumped for Nunez Shashenko 3, man? Come on. Marcel's funny. Come Glenn on. says uh, Tacho Suarez, <laughs> he, he mentioned her. Yeah, we didn't mention her. The, now, she's injured. Is, it's hard to, like, call her contender. Yeah. She's always hurt. Yeah, I know. And now, we haven't if, seen that 125. Yeah. Now, I, I think she'll do well because she was always a huge strong weight. I think she'll do well at 125. But she hasn't fought in two and a half years now. So, all right. Let's go to the next fight here. Robbie Lawler defeats Nick Diaz, third-round TKO. Man, this was a great fight. I mean, these guys went at it. And you know what's crazy, Marcel? Nick Diaz landed 150 significant strikes through two and a half rounds. That's insane. That's an insane. If this fight went five rounds, you would have seen the record broken for significant strikes landed. I have no doubt. But even through three, two and a half rounds or whatever it was, not even two and a half, but two, you know, and a quarter, uh, these guys were going at it. And, you know, for two guys in their late 30s, almost 40s, I thought it was a good fight, Marcel. Like, I wasn't expecting fight of the year. I was expecting a, a bit of a brawl. It, it, that's what it was. Robbie Lawler gets the knockout in the third round. 
Nick didn't want to fight anymore. He waved it off. Um, it's, I think it's a TKO retirement. That's what I would call it. You know, I've seen some people yeah. say TKO punches. I saw Topology say that. No, I don't know if it's been changed. Has it changed? Because I, I don't agree with that. I got to be honest with you. I think retirement I is the correct term for this finish. It was a yeah. punch that dropped Diaz. Yeah, you guys got to change that topology, I think, Marcel. I, I think it's a retirement. I, to me, he waved it off. He sat there and said, nope, I'm done. So to me, that's that's a – I don't know if it's a verbal – I'm not saying it's a verbal uh, submission, but it's it's a TKO retirement. And I'm not surprised Nick did it because, remember, Nick was the guy who threw the towel in when Josh Thompson got kicked in, uh, kicked up Nate Diaz in the Nate head. Diaz in the head. And Nick yeah. was the only who threw the towel in saying, that fight's over. So I don't like seeing guys that, you know, don't want to be in there, but – there is a difference between some, you know, guy like Max Roscoff, who had mm -hmm. no fights in the UFC that quit in the stool, and Nick Diaz saying, I don't want to fight anymore after getting uh, dropped after 130 something strikes landed by Robbie Lawler. There is a difference with that. And to me, I, I'm fine with Nick saying he didn't want to fight, but he didn't want to fight after that set, after that third round. Like he did retire in the cage. So I don't think it's wrong to say he quit. I think he did quit, but. There's a reason he quit. It's not just because he didn't want to fight. It's because he was he was getting hurt in that in that third round, and he's like, you know what? There's no point in me taking more damage, and I'll I'll leave the, to save another day. And I don't know if he'll fight again. I'm just saying, like, it's probably a smart move on his part because I, I I think after that after he dropped him, Marcel, um, mm -hmm. with that punch, I think it would have been just more one way traffic for, for Nick or for Robbie. I mean, on Nick. So give me your thoughts on this fight, man, and the stoppage and everything. Just give me your thoughts, and I'll get the comments in a sec, guys. Go ahead. To be really honest, I don't think he would. He wanted to fight in the first place. If I saw some of his interviews before, he was like, um, people ask like, why do you come back here? Yeah, because they keep asking me to come back. And he's like, I don't see any, um, I don't see why I actually have to fight Robbie Lawler. I beat him 17 years ago. Why do I have to do it now again? You know, and um, the thing is, you said it was a great fight. Yeah, it was, it was uh, how do you say that? Probably because those two are legends and we're looking really forward to it and it had some hype behind it and we just like both guys. We think it was a real good fight. Technically, it wasn't a great fight at all, in my opinion, but it was fun to watch. I give you that, definitely. I think uh, when Lola came out, man, I was like, this dude tries to get this done in 20 seconds, you know, and uh, Diaz was uh, like covering up. But uh, Diaz came back well, and he had some good, uh, some good combinations, you know, uh, like Diaz always has with his boxing. But at a certain moment, you saw Diaz was kind of done, and uh, Lawler, uh, yeah, he just didn't want to continue anymore. You know, he it's a, it's a nasty thing to say, but he quit at that moment, you know. And, uh, I mean, it, he, we have to take in consideration, dude hasn't won a fight in 10 years, hasn't fought in six or seven years. For Ask the promotion to get this fight to 185 while it was scheduled at 170, you know. So, um I don't really have the, how do you say that? I don't really mind what I saw that he quit. I mean, Nick Diaz, he's great. You know, I, I really like him. It's just like Robbie Lawler, both, both are great fighters. But um, yeah, th this is pretty much like, how can you say that? Uh, the, the League of the Elders, you know, we, we saw here. And uh, it's, it was still competitive, it was still a fun fight. But uh, actually, would you be mad if the USC was like we do some of the older fighters, we match them up against each other, we still want to compete, like Nick Diaz, no, Robbie Lawler, I think this makes Donald sense. Cabo, doesn't it, doesn't yeah. it make sense? I'd rather see them fight yeah. each other than some younger guy yeah. that just gets a name off of them. Yeah. Um, I I just think people, I'm not, maybe even you, Marcel, I think maybe you're even underselling Nick what he did. After being away for six years, he landed the second most significant strikes of anyone on this card, of anyone on the card, 150 mm -hmm. strikes. 
significant strikes landed. Again, he did lose the fight, but this was the most strikes he landed in the fight since BJ Penn when he beat him. And it was the most significant strikes he's landed before that against Scott Smith. The third most significant strikes landed in his career in a fight that didn't even go the full three rounds. Nick was busy the whole fight, guys. He threw almost 400 strikes in this fight. That's insane. He was, he, he was busy. He, I think he did show up to fight. I think he did. He just fought a, a fighter who was better shape, who was a better conditioned fighter at this point, and he lost. So I, I but think. Was he, I, was, but was he ready then, in your opinion? What I don't know if he think? was necessarily ready, but I think he. I think he was ready to fight. I mean, I don't think he was ready for for this particular fight, a middleweight, to happen this weekend. I think you know he even said like, I didn't know this fight was happening so soon, but. I, I think once he was in the cage, his his instincts kicked in and he was trying to win that fight. I, yeah, I, for, for sure. I believe he was trying to but, win. Was he in hundred percent uh, great shape for this fight? No. Obviously you know, we, we know we know Nick Diaz, man. Normally he 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 never gasses. You know what I mean? He's always like, dude does triathlons. You know, for for God's right. sake. You know, he's always in shape. And yeah. this time, yeah, I was kind of. I was kind of surprised with it, you know, that he had that he requested the 185 fight. I mean, the funny thing is, you know, uh, he requested the 185 fight, and everybody on Twitter and on Instagram is like, "Yeah, man, Nick Diaz, shit, let's go," you know. And then I, then Tito Ortiz, two year, two two weeks ago, uh, who has to, who had to make, uh, who had to Lord. make this, what the 200 and what did he? Or 195, he's was coming. He's 195, yeah. And yeah. he asked for like two, he asked for 205 or 200. And people were like, no, you signed the contract. You asked to, do you have to fight like this? And I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. oh, we now have different standards or something. You know I what agree. I mean? So. I agree with that. No, I mean, and there is. Let me get these comments. Um, Coach, he's talking about different contenders. Valentin, he's talking about Santos, Grasso. You're right. There are some fighters, but Manon Ferro, Firo. Yeah, that's definitely someone. I think, you know, she could be fast tracked. But she's very Lanchfield in a few years. Yeah, Nick is another fight in common shape. Respect DS brothers coming to fight. Yeah, Nick. I don't know what happened exactly, but the timing. He obviously wasn't in the best shape. Uh, thoughts on Yair being ranked four, getting the max fight after two years layoff. The last one being Stevens. I like Yair, but I definitely think you're right, Jose, in that there's some weirdness going on in the rankings when he's still ranked, but Zabit's out of it. When you had someone like Raquel Pennington go out of it, and she's back in it, but she's way ranked lower, even though she won. It doesn't. The rankings are. Jair. Weird. Jair just got kind of lucky, you know, because his fight against Zabit got, uh, how do you say that? Got, uh, got, Rebooked, how do you say or... that? Got, got cancelled. And it wasn't his mistake at that moment, you know, right, they, right. they took Zabit out and didn't took him out. Yep. While he uh, was a problem twice with that fight not yep. happening, you know. I know, it's it's really not, it's not fair, but that's life, I guess. Um, Glenn says, out of six years, doesn't know who's fighting or what weight class, can't finish this and quit halfway. Time to, and take it serious to retire. I mean, he's pretty much a retired fighter at this point. I don't know if we'll see him fight again, honestly. I don't I don't think we will. I, I don't think we will. But I didn't think we would last night either. So Nick told everyone fight we didn't want to be there. UFC gave it and Nick's demands to keep him on the card. Yeah. Nick was waiting for six, seven years, give him another fight and expect him to lose two rounds even. Yeah, I mean I think, you know, again, he did okay for a guy who's off that long, but he still got knocked out. He still got finished. Yeah, I- so. I just don't understand why they didn't book that fight at 185 from the beginning. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very bizarre. Glenn says he has his significant strikes weren't really that significant. I think he did some damage to Robbie, but clearly Robbie was doing more damage, obviously. Jose's Forrest has much respect to Nazrat. Oh, he's talking about Nazrat. Yeah, that was a tough fight. It obviously turned to be a tough fight for him. Um, fun fact, UFC 266 first card to a quarter, brothers cornered their uh, brothers. Yes, and we have Kyle, uh, Kyle Docks is fighting this weekend too, which is crazy. All right, let's go through the rest of the card of Marcel. 
Um, this yeah. fight, Curse Blades, Yair Zeno, Rosa Truck, I mean, there's not much talk about this fight. I really thought your Yair would have improved takedown defense. It wasn't the case. He just got taken down late on for three rounds. This fight was pretty boring, i got to be honest. But uh, Curse Blades did what he needed to do. He, was, he fought smart. So what do you think? Yeah. You saw the middle finger afterwards from Curtis Blades. I didn't see that. No, what happened? I didn't see it. So, uh, yeah, it was like a via unanimous decision, Curtis Blades. So he raised his two hands, and then he looked at Jairzinho. I think Jairzinho walked away and did this. So uh, oh, let's see that. Yeah, I mean, listen, Blades didn't even need to do the win. It was not an exciting fight. But yeah, but... I so he needs to win the fight. He, he had to knock it out. So he did what he You're not going to strike. You're not going to strike. No. Jazzy, Rosa strike you know what? I, I actually, you know, I don't blame Blades for uh, this fight at all. I actually think, again, yeah. it's Yair's fault for the fight being kind of, I would say, lackluster. Yair you really, what, I, I find this guy come. very frustrating to watch, Marcel. I've got to be honest with you. He's a frustrating guy to watch because when he lets his hands go, he's like Woodley kind of, right? When he lets them go, he can knock you out, right? But how many fights now have you seen where he's just so timid, Marcel? He doesn't do anything. It was like the Zero Gone fight was the exact same thing. He just didn't want to throw hands. The problem is he knows the guys. He for the, not in the guy Ganu fight. He went also guns blazing and he got caught. Yeah. But he knows uh, the the gun and blades. He knows if he's gonna go crazy, they take him down. You know, so he's very timid with coming to to give him, to do any strikes. But if you do that, you know. You're still gonna get taken down at a certain point of yeah. time, you know, because those guys know how you how they can take you down. Definitely blades. So the thing is, I was actually surprised he he, he was able to stand up in the first round after blades. That's what I'm saying. Down. He was he got up and he didn't do anything. There was no urgency. Huh. It was really weird. I thought there'd be more urgency from this guy in the feet. He didn't want to show it, and he he lost. Now for blades, what's next for him? Because um, he's top That's five, but he's lost twice to Nagano. So. I do, steeper, I do steeper blades and Dawkins against uh, against Rosenstrike. Yeah, you could do that. I think uh, Dawkins, we'll talk about him in a minute. He deserves a uh, higher rank guy. Um, and finally, opening up the main card, Jessica Andrade defeats Cynthia Cavio. I mean, this fight was pretty much one-way traffic, Marcel. Cavio just didn't want to be in there with her. You know, she was she was getting hurt. And you could just see the difference in the power, right? Like, Andrade really does tour with a lot of power. Uh, pretty one-sided fight, Marcel. Any thoughts on this one? Yeah, man, Andrade looked look great, man. It's actually, I don't know what I said anymore. I, I pick Andrade, but I don't know if it's a decision or a stoppage. I mean, we all know she has power, you know? Yeah. And uh, the thing was, like, uh, Calvillo, can she do something with her wrestling? Well, you know, Andrade is good at the, in the, on the ground as well, you know? So um, we knew if Andrade would have the uh, overhand uh, in the striking, and that she could do uh, pretty much good damage with it. And she did, man. She she stopped her like a few seconds before the first round. I think it was a good stoppage. Um, and uh, yeah, good win for Andrade. Only she she's stuck. You know, she's stuck here in the division. She's number one contender. She recently fought against Shevchenko, but completely dominated and finished. So she's stuck. She wants to go to, uh, fight uh, Rose or uh, Sang Wei Li, the winner of that fight. I don't know if that's the fight to make, you know, but uh, hey, man, you can you can try, you know, because you're kind of stuck at the flyweight division right now, I think. Yeah, let me get these comments. Uh, Jose says, thoughts on Diaz, pros versus Khabib, brawl a few years back. When Nick threw a drink at Khabib and Nate supposedly slapped him. <laughs> yeah. I, I was at the press conference. I want to say I think it was. I can't What's remember. World Series of Fighting. Oh, World Series of Fighting. Oh yeah, yeah, that one. Okay. Jose says, guys, I think you're understanding Yair's improvements. The first round looked, and when he got back up against uh, against the fence, yeah, he did. Defended three to six takedowns. Problem was in the center of the cage on the back. No, I, I, you're right. You're right, Jose. He has gotten better at it, but it wasn't good enough. It just still wasn't good enough. You know, he still lost. Um, but again, I my problem with him was it. Actually, you're right. I think that the, the takedown defense was improved, but it's like 
when he was in open space on the feet, there was no urgency to throw strikes when he knew that he needed to because he knew Curse was looking for that takedown and he got it right away. So I, I, I agree with you, Jose, but I'm I still disappointed, basically, because I thought he was going to be more urgent with the strikes. He said after that Tiro Gon fight, I'm not going to do this again. I'm not going to have one of these fights again. Remember he apologized to the fans? He was like, I'm so sorry, guys. Like, I'll put on a better fight. Well, this was like the exact same fight, except it wasn't five rounds, it was three. Maybe here, uh, he he maybe can do better, you know? Maybe he just can do better. This It's possible, right? Yeah, you know, know, for sure. Uh, and, so, yeah, I mean, maybe that's just how, that's how good he's going to get. You know, I'm still a good fighter, but it's not an elite Yeah, fight. for sure. Tristan says, crowd was booing too during the only the heavyweight fight. Well, it wasn't a great fight. Um, Jose says, not using MMA math, but gone went 25 minutes with Volkov. Uh, Yarzino didn't have a scratch on his fight on his face like Blades. Gone is very good at not getting hit. I think we'll say that. Glenn says Andrade's got a title shot me after debut. Four fights at 125. Surely she's competitive against Stretch Hinkle. It's possible. I mean, uh, she's probably one of the only fighters that has a puncher's chance of anything in that division. All right, let's go to the prelims now, Marcel. Let's start with this fight because I thought this fight was a, a fucking amazing fight for as long as it lasted. Yeah, it, was, it, was. it was amazing. It was so much fun. Murad Devalashvili gets his first knock on the UFC. Over Marlon Reich, second round TKO, ground and pound. The first round, though, my God, I mean, that was insane. And Marab's really lucky he didn't get knocked out in that first round. I'll say that. Uh, he's also yeah. lucky the referee didn't stop the fight, Keith Peterson. I think a lot of refs would have stopped that fight. And I think he got lucky that he didn't stop the fight. Um, and he came back and won the fight in the second round. It was it was, it was was amazing to watch. I had so many friends message, like, like casual MMA fans, messaged me that night saying, Holy shit, did you see this fight? This fight's crazy. I was going nuts too, man. I love fights like this. Who doesn't? Give me your thoughts mm. on this fight. It was an amazing fight. Man, can we say that Marlon Moraes might be the best one-round fighter in the UFC? He's got to be up there. I, I even talked to him last week. I was like, he's so dangerous in that first round. Like, he really is. And, yeah, man, Marap went through it, you know, almost got finished. Uh, kept himself, got himself together. Even uh, one, like the last, I think the last 30 seconds, 40 seconds of that first round. And the second round, he completely broke uh, Marlon Moraes in that, in that second round. Marlon Moraes was wanted out in the last minute. You saw at a certain moment, he was crawling up. He was holding like this, like, I don't want anymore. And the referee came in between. I mean, you know, you can't go against Marat, man. The dude has cardio. Like I, I call him Mr. Duracell, man. The dude got cardio for like for like ten hours straight. I think um, it's amazing. Uh, he he took a lot of damage in that first round, man. We got to we got to take that in mention. I mean, uh, that was some dangerous things uh, over there. But he, he he overcame that, man. He came over overcame adversity and he stopped Marlon Moraes in the second round. That's probably his his best opponent he faced yet in the UFC, and uh, he finished him. Finally, a finish for Marat. You know, and uh, uh, a solid one. I mean, Moraes, very bad for Moraes. He's on a three-fight losing skit now. Could have been more if he didn't want that Aldo fight. But, I mean, still a good win for uh, for Marab Devalis, really, man. And like I said, in my opinion, he's still undefeated in the UFC. I don't care what other people say. Um, yeah, He's just super legit. The only problem here is that, um, you know, People were like, "Why don't that doesn't the UFC do like Marab versus Piotr Jan for the for the interim title?" Listen, guys, if if Marab wins, for example, he's the interim champion. Aljo is the champion. They don't want to fight each other. They said it already, so it doesn't make sense to make that fight at all. So it's not. Gonna I, I get either. I get what you're saying, but I think when it comes to the belt, you have to make that choice for yourself. And I think Marab's he gonna. Have, 
he's going to have to come to that decision and be like, I got to be a little bit selfish in my career. I mean, it's not about Aljamain anymore. It's about him, you know? Cause of I think, course. Yeah, he's he can win the belt. He could beat Aljamain Sterling. It's possible. I think um, it's possible too, yeah. I think he could beat a lot of guys in this division. This wrestling just really plays well. It's just so powerful. And again, I'm with you, Marcel. I thought he, you know, the, the Frankie Saints fight. How did he lose that fight? <laughs> I still I was, he lost that fight. I, I was so mad, dude. I remember we, we do our uh, picks with MMA DNA as well. Yeah, I was yeah, the only yeah. guy who picked Marab. There are all the others picked science. And I was like, yes, I got this one. And then they split the decision for science. I, I was like, what the hell is going on here? And then, know? of course, the, the Ricky Simone fight with the technical yeah. knockout from a submission, which made no sense. Um, <laughs> let me ask you about Mar uh, Mar Marlon, because Marlon... He's actually only he started his UFC career four and one. Now he's five and five. He's really yeah. struggled. And I'm looking at the losses. He's lost four of his last five fights via TKO, three via grounded pound, and the brutal grounded pound. Um, I I can't say this guy's done because he obviously looked amazing that first round, Marcel. But he only has five minutes of cardio. Once you once you get out of the that's, first round with this guy, he's done pretty much. That's a problem. Yeah. That's a, that's a real problem because he looks really good in those first rounds all the time, you know. Yeah, yeah. and that that's a real. Pro he even looked great in a title fight against Henry Cejudo. Yeah, he did. In that yes, first he round. did. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was a bit of an he, upset. He, yeah, I remember that. He's a, a bit of an upset he, back at the time. Yeah. He's a world class fighter, man, in that first round. But for some reason, the cardio doesn't go in the second round, and then he gets pretty much finished. So it sucks for him, man. But he he got the potential, you know. No, for sure. Uh, Jose says uh, he'd low-key favor Marab over Cody and Font. Because uh, here's says the steroids have finally worn off. Well, they were still working well in that first round, weren't they? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I have no idea if he's been juicing. Jose, I agree with you, Adam. Jersey was waiting too much. Shit, one haymakers. 100%. So I, I'm with you, Jose, and I think he made some good points. Um, we'll talk about this one kind of quick. Dan Hooker looked really good against Nazar Hackfrost. Um, used his grappling more than anything, Marcel, in this fight. Didn't want to stand. It was just more of a, a grappling-based fight, and he fought smart. smart. Um, it was a smart fight. He looked good in this fight. And I don't know who he fights next, but we do know that Islam doesn't have an opponent. I don't know if they can get Dan to fight Ireland again uh, next month, but that would be a good fight. I, I will say that. What do you think? I agree with you, man. Either Dan Hooker or Benel Dariush or Tony Ferguson. I don't mind. How about Armin? Or Armin or no? Yeah, that would be a rematch. I would be surprised if Islam wants that. You know what I mean? But um, oh, sorry, I thought uh, I thought about Hooker and Armin. Sorry, my bad. My bad. Oh, Hooker and Armin. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah, would yeah. be a great. I would love that fight. You yeah. know? Um, yeah, we both picked Nasrat here because, for example, I also didn't expect Hooker to uh, wrestle so much to take him to the ground the whole time. I, perfect, perfect game plan by Hooker, man. Clear yeah, dirt, thirty twenty seven, one thirty twenty six card on the on that. He fought I mean, smart, yeah. took no damage in the fight. Went in there, got a paycheck, got his win bonus, went home. Very Made smart. Made both. Made yeah. both. Yeah, they both, I got to give him oh. credit for making with two pros. But I thought, I just thought, I was impressed by how fought, how uh, smart he fought. Like, I don't think I it was the most too. exciting fight, but it didn't matter. It was a smart fight. And mm -hmm. he wasn't looking, he wasn't going bonus hunting. for the, He needed to get a win. He's like, I'm on two fight losing skin. I need to win. He did that. He'll probably get a big name fight for his next fight. Glenn says the fight should have uh, went at 160 instead. Probably, um, Glenn. But both guys, they're like, oh, I have no problem making weight. So, all right. Chris Dawkins defeats Shamil Durhima via second round knockout. Uh, pretty amazed that Shamil survived that first round at the end with that nasty uh, ground top from Mount. And then second round, definitely a late stoppage, by, I think, by Mark Smith, the ref. But Chris Dawkins was just dominant in this fight, Marcel. Give me your thoughts on, on Chris Dawkins, a guy that's 4-0 now in the UFC with four knockouts, and I think a guy that we're both very high on. 
the fuck was Mark Smith doing, man? I mean, no Shamil Abdurakimov, he went down, and he pretty much, much his laid there. His eyes rolled to the back of his yeah. head, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. He, he laid there how I lay in my bed at night. You know, that's how where how he lay there. And and he was, like, looking like, is he out? Is he out? And he was, like, only his leg was kind of a little bit moving, like some sp some spasm or something. You know, he's like, is he out? Is he out? Yeah, keep punching. I was like, dude, are you stupid or something? So... It was like, yeah, again, an amazing performance by Dawkins. I think this is his third performance of the night bonus back to back, you know, and in four fights, uh, four TKO wins, or also KOs in between, but KO and TKO wins. I mean, Doc is so good, man. He's also good on the ground, but he just uh, used his stand up here in this fight. And he looked really good again. And I, listen, man, we both expected Dawkins to win and also finish uh, Abdurakimov, I think. I, I had him in the finish. I don't know if you had, but. Um, Oh yeah, um, yeah. I mean, Doc is uh, really high on the dude, man. I gotta say, when he came into the UFC, I was kind of skeptical. I didn't know yet if he was UFC caliber, but uh, after that first fight against Parker Porter, where he looked great as well, I was pretty much convinced. Then he fought Nashimanto, but I was very high on Nashimanto as well. I was like, well, maybe Nashimanto can. No, Yogi something. Bear is good, man. Yeah. He's good. Yeah, but he stopped him in what within a minute, you know, and then you know it was real, you know. So yeah, Doc is yeah. I really, I want him against Rosenstrike, man. I think that would be yeah, a it'd be fight. a good fight. And, and Jose's got some suggestions. He's saying Blades, Beosic, Lewis, any of those fights. I think Lewis would be a fun fight, man. That would be a fun one. Derek Lewis and, and mm -hmm. Dawkins. And I think Dawkins could win. He's just really fast on the feet. He's got fast hands. He moves fast. He's, and and he's, got, good, he's got good cardio too. You know, he's got high fight IQ. Mm -hmm. Um, I do think he got tagged a little bit by Shamil in this fight. He was having a hard time with the range in that first round. But once he started to figure the range out, it was just downhill from there for Shamil. Uh, for Chris, though, I, very impressive once again. His brother's but, fighting this weekend, like you said. And by the way, dude, beard game strong. He outbearded to the Dagestani. Beard looks good. He looks he looks scary. He looks <laughs> scary to Shamil. It didn't look like there was 27-pound 27, 27 difference between Dawkins and Shamil. It sure wasn't. Dawkins, i I got to be honest, Marcel, like, I still think he can cut to 205. I still think he mm -hmm. can do it. He's got a lot of flab around the belly. And I think if he just – he's probably a guy that doesn't eat the, the greatest, let's be honest, because I know he trains really fucking hard. Like, this guy trains his ass off, but probably doesn't eat the greatest, and that's probably why he stays at heavyweight. He probably just doesn't have the greatest diet. If he really, really wanted to, I think he can drop that 25 pounds to make 205. Do you think you could? I think it's possible, man, but, hey, I'm not a nutritionist, so I'm not 100% sure. No, for sure, for sure. I, I'm not saying it's going to be easy. Um, but because again, he's probably a guy that's always had a bit of a belly, you know, it's not mm -hmm. easy to lose that, but I'm just saying like, I, as good as he is at heavyweight, I still wonder what's going to happen when he fights a guy that's 265 pounds, like Curtis Blades, that can dig him down. Can he get back up? That's my question. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he can, he can, he can strike with these guys, but I still have questions about Chris Dawkins, even though I really like the guy. And I do think he's a black belt on the ground, but again, it's hard to get black belt when you're in your back getting punched in the face. Let's be honest. Um, but I like the guy. He's good. All right, Tyler Santos defeats Roxanne Montefiore. This was obviously not a good pick by me, guys. I'll just say that right now. Uh, I thought the fight would be more competitive. You know what? I think the second round was getting competitive, and then Tyler landed this nasty punch right on the eye of Roxy to change the whole fight after that. It was just downhill after that. And, and let's be honest, it was pretty much a one-way traffic for Tyler Santos. I think she looked good, Marcel. I'm not ready to, to, for her to fight for a belt yet by any means, but it's time she fought someone like you know Jessica I, someone like that, like a gatekeeper type, to see if she can get to that upper echelon. What do you think? Yeah, man. Like I say all the time, Tyler Santos showed up again. She left her twin sister home this time again. Um, good performance, you know, uh, solid. What she yep. had to do, uh, Mother Fairy, 
Uh, didn't look comfortable at all inside no. the case. But she, Mark, you know, Roxy's still tough though, eh? Like she got dropped. Oh, for sure. My God, what a for tough sure. girl! Like she's she is a true veteran of sport. But yeah. you know, Marcel, she's lost three of her last four. Um, I don't think she'll get cut. I think they're 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 fine keeping her around. It's like a gatekeeper type, but she's what's her, what's what's her record? Twenty five and twenty, I think. It's something, something like that. Yeah, I think this was like her forty fourth fight or something. So, yeah. um, Jalen turned defeats Euros managed via submission. Yeah. Uh, so this one was one that I I I just bet on the finish of this fight because I I wasn't too sure about Manage's cardio. That didn't even come into play because the fight didn't go past the first round. Just the takedown defense was not there, and he once he was on the ground, Marcel, he couldn't get back up. That's a real worry with this guy going forward. I mean, I'm I'm worried about Manage going forward because if you fight someone who's going to take him down, I don't know if he can get back up. I'm not confident. Jalen Turner, a guy with durability issues, he's been knocked out quite a few times, but man. The guy is very solid, well-rounded, good striking, and now he's showing good submissions, Marcel. Two straight wins by Rudy Choke. Give me your thoughts on Jalen Turner and the Tarantula. Yeah, the Tarantula, the, the guy who always uh, got me scared in my bed when I'm watching Instagram stories. Yeah, uh, he looked good. Yeah, for sure, man. Dude, sometimes I'm like late at night. I'm just kind of swiping through Instagram stories, and then out of nowhere, you see a tar Tarantula crawling somewhere. I'm like, dude. <laughs> by the way, did you see you. that he, he was forced to sell some of his Tarantulas because – he hasn't fought in a year, and he I needed money. No. That's crazy. That sucks. Yeah, yeah. that sucks. Yeah, that that yeah. That's re that really sucks. Yeah. Um, but he looked great. He really he looked did. great. I think. He I did. think honestly, he deserved. He deserved a fight. He deserved a performance bonus. To be really honest, I, I thought so too. You know, but it's just he's so far down the prelims that it was going to be hard for him to get it. Um, but this was one of those cards. I think they could have given a couple extra bonuses out. Like, I mean, I mean, so. he was a huge underdog, I think, in this fight, you know, so uh, why not? He wasn't know? huge, uh, no. It was like an even line, but I, he was a small underdog. Small well, underdog. Yeah. I thought it was a huge underdog. Okay. Uh, by the end of the week, the, it had narrowed so much that it was basically a pick -em, but with a lead towards Medic. So he was an underdog. There was only, crazy enough, there was only two underdogs that won on this whole on this whole uh, card. Euros, Medic, and, and Jonathan Pierce, and we'll talk about him in a few minutes. That's it. The rest of them were favorites to one. It was a chalky card. Jose says the fight sold man Jalen Turner. Me too. Turner Purcell. That'd be a good fight. That fight makes sense. You know, Vince wants to take that fight um, against a guy who's a prospect. I, I would take, I'd watch that fight. But Vince is an older guy. He's like 38 or 39. He might want to fight someone who's a little bit more of a veteran to get, you know, further along in the rankings. Uh, a couple more fights. Talk with your guys. I, oh, always, go ahead, go I, always thought, I always thought Vince Purcell looks like an angry Cup Swanson, man. Yeah, he kind of does. He does look like Carl. <laughs> he really does. Like, they must be long off cousins or something. Matt, Nick Maxima defeats Cody Brundage. We didn't actually get a chance mm. to talk about this fight last week because it was booked on short notice. Uh, I picked Maxima. I think you picked Maxima too. I want to say for this one. Or no, we were talking. We, we were talking Maximov Robertson. Now we didn't talk about. Yeah, Brundage. yeah, exactly. So I ended up picking Maximov. Um, I wasn't me super too. confident because of the short notice, but you know he did what he had to do. He wrestled Brundage. Brundage to me was very disappointing in this fight. You know, for a guy who's a wrestler, I mean, he wrestled for three rounds. He didn't do much except for the third round where he had the better think, cardio. I think he came back in the third round pretty pretty okay, you know. He but you know, lost I think first the year. biggest problem was he didn't have his normal coach with him. He didn't have Mark Montoya. He had James mm -hmm. Carson. I'm not saying James is a bad coach. He's obviously good, but James mm -hmm. doesn't know this guy that well. He had to like fire him up between the second and third round. He's like, yeah, dude, saw He's like, you're you're shooting for a takedown from halfway across the cage. I can stop that takedown. <laughs> I thought that was so jokes. Like he's like, dude, what are you doing? You gotta let your hands go. Like I thought it was really good corner work, and guy almost came back. But yeah, Maximov wins the fight. The only Diaz member to win on this card because in the next fight, Matthew Stumblesberger needed one punch in 15 seconds to absolutely destroy Martin Sano, Marcel. 15 seconds, one punch knockout. I think this guy should have got a bonus too. 
Uh, what do you think? I was thinking you were going to say Martin Sano deserved a bonus. Uh, yeah, uh, Samuels, yeah, for sure, man. The thing is, uh, now they're probably going to say like, yeah, this wasn't a good opponent, so you didn't really. Yeah, that's exactly what's happening. I mean, yeah. that, that, then you don't have to make that fight if you're going to if you're going to think like that's that. That's what I'm you know saying. What like, I mean? was fair to, to Matt. If you're going to say, uh, here's your opponent, you could fight this guy, and then you're like, okay, you don't you're not eligible for a bonus because this guy wasn't good enough to be in the UFC. That doesn't make sense. You know, yeah. you knock a guy with 50 seconds, probably <laughs> should be getting a bonus, I would say, right? Yeah. So I agree. Yeah, definitely. Good good performance by Samuels Berger. Yeah. We pretty much expected that, you know, that Samuels Berger was going to win. We didn't know how because we didn't know exactly. anything about what Sano did, Sano did for exactly. the last four or five years. So, yeah, but we, we see there was a huge, I mean, huge knockout here. So <laughs> we still don't know what's up with Sano. You know, I, I got to give my boy, so. my boy Duke uh, credit from Elite Fantasy because he's he's like, you know what? I think it's going to be a blowout. I think Samuels Berger knocks this guy with the first punch. He made a nice call. That was a really wow. good call by my boy Duke. So, uh, and after seeing what he did, Jason Witt, two Mike Marcel, he's the only fighter in UFC history, Matthew Selzberger, with two knockouts in under one minute, along with Anthony Johnson, who knocked out uh, Little Noggin Glover Deshera under one minute. He's the only other fighter in UFC history. That is crazy. Okay. Last fight in the card, Jonathan Pierce defeats Omar Morales via second round yeah. submission, and he looked great in this fight. Takedown City just took him down at will, and Cole says. Pierce was the only fight I got wrong. I thought we could pick him that close to per event. Cole, you did really well, man. Um, this was one I was thinking about picking too. I got to be honest. It was just hard to because Morales has never been taken down like this, that it was like hard to see it happening. But once he got him down, it was pretty much all one-way traffic on the ground. I thought JSP looked good. That fight with Joe Lozon still makes me scratch my head. How did he get knocked in by Joe Lozon, right? And then he goes to beat superior fighters in Kamaka and Morales. But yeah, I mean, Jonathan Pierce is a pretty exciting guy, Marcel. He's won seven of his last eight fights by stoppage. So, guy's pretty good. He's only twenty nine too. Any thoughts on him? Last fight to talk about here? Yeah, good, good, good performance, man. I mean, uh, also a, a really, uh, how do you say, interesting story. I think Nolan King um, put it out when he was in contender series that he went through something. Uh, he got like hit hit in the back of the head on in the gym by somebody, and he was kind of uh, he was in the hospital for it. It was uh, on purpose that what happened is a crazy story. We definitely look it up. Um, but yeah, I mean, besides that Lozon fight, he looks good, you know. So, but that Lozon fight still in the back of my head, you know, when I made this pick, I was like, I don't see him winning against Morales, but he did very well, you know. And uh, I think Morales is a good fighter. I don't want to take anything away from Morales. So a good win for Pierce here, man. Definitely. I, I agree with you, man. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, you know, Jonathan Pierce was in Bellator. Isn't that crazy? He actually was. And was that a one-fight contract or something? Yeah, one of those things. So I think it was one of those. Um, anyways, that's it for UFC. Uh, I think – oh, we should we should talk about this. Oh, this is hilarious. Glenn says, never get a debut where your walk lasts longer than your fight. No, no, it's not. This is funny. Thoughts on John Jones being a dick again. <laughs> we'll talk about this quickly. So, yeah, John Jones got arrested. Um, allegedly, it was domestic violence, I think. Uh, that is not good. And also, like, uh, mischief to a damage to a car or something. Really weird. Uh, I don't think anyone knows exactly what happened, but clearly the guy – the guy's got a problem with alcohol, I would say. You know, Marcel, my guess is he's got a serious problem with alcohol. He shouldn't drink, you know? Um, yeah. John Jones is the greatest fighter of all time. He's also one of the biggest fuck-ups uh, in the UFC that we've ever seen. If this was if this was Jonathan Pierce or Omar Morales getting arrested every week, they would have been on the ro- off the roster years ago. 
he's uh, lucky his name is John Jones. I'll say that right now, you know, Marcel, because if he was just some random guy, he wouldn't be here anymore. Because it's John, he gets a lot more leniency. Um, as a fighter, I love John Jones. As a person, the guy is very flawed. Any thoughts on John? Yeah, man. I mean, remember uh, Miguel Torres when he said, said like, um, a rape fan thing? Uh, a rape fan should be a party fan and people wouldn't get so upset. And then uh, Dana cut him immediately. Yeah. And they, they took him back later, but they, they yeah. cut him. So, uh, yeah. I mean, for Jones, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to say Dana's probably upset there wasn't a video camera right at it so we can't use it in the promo for the next fight. But <laughs> it's like, uh, just kidding. But um, yeah, it just sucks. You know, uh, what, what can we say about it? It's, uh, I think uh, everything we say about it is too much. So, yeah. Yeah. I didn't even realize that Torres was still fighting up to a couple of years ago, by the way. Like, after he got cut, he was still fighting for, like, small promotions. Um, domestic violence means hitting your wife. I think... Yeah, it, it normally does. Uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be hitting your wife. I think it's just any sort of abuse. Let me double check exactly what John uh, Jones. It's also about. super. It's super weird as well because uh, right yeah, after domestic, the it is ceremony, domestic violence. I'm just making sure yeah. it's domestic violence. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's super weird as well because I, right after the uh, the ceremony from uh, the the Hall of Fame, he, he he posed with his wife and his and his and his daughters, man. So it's that's super fucked. Weird. That's, that's really yeah. fucked, man. That's really fucked. Yeah, I mean, listen, like there's. Ah, everything uh, uh, John Jones is so bad. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go and defend any of this stuff, dude. Like the the hit and run, all like the drug tests, but you know, hitting your wife or whatever, being accused of that yeah, is crazy. terrible. That is terrible. Yeah. Um, and you know, drinking and driving is horrible. You know, it's terrible. Hitting your mm -hmm. wife is terrible. This guy makes a lot of mistakes. You know, um, Adam. I don't know what to say. I, I honestly, I'm I'm at a loss for words with John Jones. Yeah, let, let's talk about something else. Yeah, let's talk about something else. Uh, let me, let, yeah, I, I want to ask you, uh, what did you think about the uh, Hall of Fame induction from uh, Randleman by Bosworth and Mark Coleman and then the, his wife from? Cameron I mean, it's pretty cool, right? Like they're, they're yeah, legends, it was super cool. All super are for, uh, like at the same time pioneers, I should say, uh, pioneers of the sport. Yeah, I think that's cool. George A. Pierre's in the Hall of Fame, also. John Jones is not in the Hall of Fame. His fight with Gustafson is in the Hall of Fame. saying he's in the Hall of Fame and Gus is in the Hall of Fame. That's not true. And like, my, I love the guy because Frank Trigg used to work for, for Oddsbreaker. I don't know if he's there anymore, but Frank used to work for Oddsbreaker. His fight with Matt Hughes is in the Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. Frank calls himself a Hall of Famer. I don't know if that's 100% correct. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying, <laughs> like, because his fight is in the Hall of Fame, but is, is Frank Trigg in the Hall of Fame? I don't think so. You know what I mean, Marcel? I mean, so, St Stephen Bonner is also not in the I don't think he is also like, I'm a Hall of Famer now because my fight with Diego Sanchez is in the Hall of Fame. It's like, no, the fight is in the Hall of Fame. Bonner was inducted, though. So he actually was in. Okay. Uh, yeah. Him and Forrest both come in. All right. Um, Marcel wanted to get out of here a few minutes early today, guys. So I, I'm okay with that. But I do want to talk about contender series really quick. Marcel, let's just do it for two minutes. Last week's uh, yeah. recap AJ Dobson sure. defeats Hashem Arcaga via first round yeah. submission after the guy missed weight. Michael Morales defeats Nikolai uh, Varetnikov via decision. Steve Wynn defeats Theo Railing by decision. Clayton Rodriguez defeats Santo Curatolo by decision. Victor Martinez defeats Jacob Rosales by decision. Dana White signed four guys. Everyone they won the fight except for Stevie Wynn, who he just, I don't think they like very much. Uh, but they signed the other guys. Give me quick thoughts on this card and the four fighters they signed. I love it that the guys got all contracts, but they're really signing way too much guys, in my opinion, man. I really. know. But, I agree. Uh, and, and don't get me wrong. I love it that these guys got uh, got signed. I mean, uh, Clayton Rodriguez looked great. I think Michael Morales looked great. 
Victor Martinez, Jacob Rosales was kind of a 50-50 fight, in my opinion. Jacob uh, broke his hand in the first round, I think, and Martinez took over after that. AJ Dobson, yeah, I mean, you can't not give him a contract. You know, he looked great, yeah. uh, the, the submission finish. So the thing is, I mean, you know, I love it when guys get signed, when they got their opportunity, when they got the chance. But sometimes, man, not really this week, but last week, man, he gave five contracts where I was like three would have been okay you know right five was a little bit too much in my opinion but um yeah i mean uh, i don't know who said it but it kind of it's not really as uh how do you say that like exciting as last year or the year before where where he was really like, wow, who's going to get the contract, you know? I know. And then, and like, then you, you could, win, you get a contract, basically. Yeah. 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 And then you could, could you could complain afterwards on Twitter, like, how dare they not give this guy a contract, you know? And now you just can't complain, you know what I mean? No, it's just yeah. kidding. But but you understand what I mean, man. It's just, yeah, I don't know, man. For me, it's like, it's not as exciting as it was last year. Although the fights are still good, you know? Although I was in bed like 5, 10 a.m. last week because the, the pacing wasn't that yeah, great. Yeah, there was a lot of decisions last week. I agree. I felt I, I actually felt really tired after. I, I kind of forgot what happened because I was so tired that day. I remember waking up the next morning and be like, oh, they got they gave me four contracts. There were so many decisions. Also, um, can, why yeah. why do they the, the after the fight they go with an interview to Laura Sanko? Please, man, after the fight, do the fight, go to the next fight, next fight, yeah. next fight, 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 and after Dana gets his decision, interview the fighters. Do it like that. You don't have to interview them twice. You know, it almost agree, takes man. time. And, and and also, man, I don't want to talk shit, but that that uh, that that johnny dude man it, it, it takes so long sometimes what he says all the time you know i mean yeah. we, we want to move it on man it's it's a midweek day over here you know people in europe want to watch it as well don't talk too much at 4 a.m or 5 a.m in a midweek day you know what i mean yep i do no, i agree i agree all right um i think that's it um for today's podcast just one, one last comment here Jose's asking Max Godgen this week. Can he win yeah. a contract? No, I don't think so. Managed by Pettis. Anthony Pettis? Or Sergio Pettis? I don't know. I, I know who the guy is. He's an Albanian guy. He missed weight. He won't get signed. Um, that's it for today's podcast, guys. We'll be back tomorrow at 4 p.m. Eastern. Marcel, plug yourself. Let's get out of here, man. Big Marcel 24, Twitter, Instagram, and MMA DNA.nl, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. Follow me on Twitter at and Madam Martin Podcast, MAOdsMaker.com. It's on our YouTube channel, it's on iTunes, Spotify, all those places. You guys can follow me on uh, also at bjpen.com, miamianews.com, Elite Fantasy, Elite Sports Betting, uh, the new website working for bookies as well, which is cool. Uh, I like doing some stuff for those guys as well. So a lot of stuff going on. By the way, Marcel, just last question I have for you. Clayson Rodriguez, is he actually fighting uh, Zaruka Dasha? Is that official? That's, that's yeah. official? Uh, oh, that's uh, crazy. January 15th. Love it. They got the guy booked already, so I have no problem with that. Um, who's the front runner to fight Islam is the last question. Ali says he wants either to be Hooker or Ferguson, so we'll yeah. see if they can get someone. I would like to see if Hooker fight him, but we'll see. All right, Marshall, that's it for today. Have a great one, guys. Peace.